that Taylor read, but I'm going to start just a little before that. This is a prayer that Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, uh, from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I want you to think about this this verse 21, and I'll read it again. Um, It's, yeah, my eyes are going bad. So it says, now to him who's able to do what? Immeasurably more than what? Than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. I want you to think about that a second. Um, How much can God do, according to Paul? Immeasurably more than what? Immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to the power, by the power that he's given us, right? Uh, that, that's, that's a pretty bold statement, is it not? I mean, think about that. Think about all the things that you can ask or imagine, and, and what does Paul say? That God is able to do immeasurably more. And so the question that, uh, that I want you to think about tonight is, do you really believe that? And I realize that in, in talking about these verses in particular, at the start of the semester in particular, that, um, that some of you might not believe in God, or you might not believe that God's really there. You might not even be a Christian yet. And so you might be kind of, uh, listening in on a conversation uh, on some level uh, because because we're talking about God and we're talking about the God that we believe is there and who's made himself known in Jesus and given new life and all that kind of stuff. But according to this scripture, Paul says, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, which is, which is I, I mean, think, think about that. And the question that I, that I really want us to, to think about this evening is, do you, particularly those of you who are believers, do you really believe that? I mean, more than just kind of, yeah, that's a great kind of Bible verse, to, but do you really, really believe it? So, um, real quick, we'll be a little interactive this evening, okay? So, uh, I want you to think about... Um, I want you to think about the uh, most amazing, for you, the most amazing 
Bible story that you know, okay? And, and even, if, even if you don't know many Bible stories, my guess is that most of you can think of one or two that's just like you've heard and it sounds crazy, right? So I want you to think about that and, and just with your neighbor. You don't have to move, but just turn to your neighbor and say, the most amazing Bible story that I can think of is, and then share it with each other, okay? I'm going to give you like 17 seconds. Mine? It's Peter walking on water. Oh, classic. Yeah. Or Lazarus being raised from the dead. Well, I feel like Lazarus, it was not as unique because it happened. That's true. Like, it happened three or four times. Yeah. Wasn't that? But he was dead four days. He was already decaying. He said stunk. How about you? Uh, No way. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So, uh, just crowd-wise, what, what, what are some of the big Bible stories that you know? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Do what? Samson and Delilah. Little Racy. <laughs> yeah, you know, Samson got his hair all shaved off and his strength was in his hair or something like that, and... And he got his eyes gouged out, and then, then he pulled down a whole temple. Okay, what else? Lazarus being raised from the dead. Lazarus is four days in the grave, and Jesus says, come out. Lazarus, come forth. And, um, and he walks out of the tomb. Yeah. Can you sing the song? Can't sing the song. Hosea, we're just shouting out names of books in the Bible. <laughs> Jonah and the whale. What? Prodigal son. Noah. Noah. Do what? What? Genesis, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of them, aren't there? I mean, there, there's some amazing, amazing stuff in the Scripture. One of the, one of the things that's really interesting to me in our day, we have, um, I believe, We've kind of um, we've kind of read the scripture wrong, and 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 I don't, I'm not putting anybody down or anything, but but in our day we've kind of started reading the Bible as kind of a a how-to manual, right? It's a it's a book that's supposed to be full with all kinds of answers, and so we're always looking for answers. So I you know I break up with my girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. My wife is back here, but. <laughs> It, no, I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Yeah. 
But I break up with my girlfriend, and my heart's broken, and I need some comfort, and someone says, oh, you need to read the Bible. So I'm looking for, for some things that will get me through this. Or I want to know, you know, you can go to a, a, a Bible seminar on how to raise kids, and what are they going to tell you? They're going to say, here's 15 principles from the Scripture that will help you have amazing, uh, astounding, uh, top of the litter, uh, <laughs> yeah, kinds of stuff. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> I'm sure that's in there somewhere, yeah, yeah. But, but, but listen, um, and, and I, I believe the Bible's got answers for lots of stuff. Um, I believe the Bible's full of, of wisdom for life and, and all those kind of things, but, but I don't think it was, it was intended to be read or used that way, you know? The, the Bible is a, a, um, a book of stories about a story, you know, that, that, are, that are part of, of this big story that involves God and the world and, um, the, the ba- you know, battles and sin and, and, and uh, people and broken families and God. I mean, it's, it's this amazing story. You know, that all these people, all these other stories are a part of. And and one of the amazing things to me about it is is when you start thinking of it in that way or you start approaching it that way and you sit down and start reading a book like Genesis or a book like Jonah or a book like whatever, you know, and and it's it's stories of all these, these just really regular people, you know, who aren't really anything amazing or special in and of themselves right? People, people who are broken people, people who come from crappy families, people who have all kinds of mess in their life, you know, but all of a sudden God shows up and, and makes himself known and for whatever reason, not everybody does it, but for whatever reason, these people uh, say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to open myself to you. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to start following what you lead me in. And then all kinds of amazing things happen. I mean, uh, I mean, the story of Noah. Someone up here mentioned the story of Noah. I just think about how crazy that story is. You know? Here, here, here's a guy out in the middle of nowhere who hears a voice that says, build a huge boat, you know? And, and I'm going to bring all kinds of animals. You saw the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And yet, and yet, uh, we, we think of the story of Noah, lots of us think of the story of Noah, and, and it's just, it's crazier than anything we could imagine. And, and one of the things that's interesting to me where I'm at in my life um, you know, for me, it's no longer really an issue of did it happen or didn't it happen. You know, lots of folks want to argue about all that kind of stuff. But i got to tell you, um, where I'm at in my life right now, age-wise, maturity-wise, you know, maybe I just think those arguments are, are useless. But um, for me, it, it's, become, it's become more of a question, do I think God can do that? You know? And, and where I'm at now, I think, did it happen, didn't it happen, we can argue about that. But I, 
what I know now is that I believe that God's there and he could do that, you know? It's got all kinds of stuff in the Bible, all kinds of amazing things. And, and there's all these people that are, are just like you and I, except that despite whatever the situations they find themselves in, the circumstances that they seem to be facing at any given time, despite or in spite of their own brokenness, they choose to believe God. They choose to trust whether it's a voice or whether it's a word from a prophet or what, how they choose to, to say, okay. And, and then these amazing stories happen, things that just kind of blow people away. And, and think about the things that they saw. Can you imagine standing on the, the shore of the sea and seeing the Red Sea part or seeing a river stopped up? Can you imagine being there when Lazarus walked out of the tomb? After four days, stinking. Can you imagine something like Gideon's story where he, they you know, smash potsherds and blow trumpets and they rout a whole army or the walls of Jericho fallen? Or can you even imagine any of those things happening? Can you imagine being there, being a part of that and seeing those things Happen. I th I think personally, the, I think personally, that's the kind of stuff, on at least on some level, that Paul's talking about when he writes these words to the Ephesians. Now, to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us. Think about that. Do you believe that? I, uh, at the church that we uh, meet with over in, in Lynette, um, I go to, I've probably told you this before if you've been here, but I go to a Sunday school class that's um, like 60 and above. I'm not 60. I'm like 27. <laughs> but I go to a class with 60, it's really like 60 to 85-year-olds when they get, like, there, they start kind of disappearing. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They just don't show up anymore. No, I'm kidding. No. So our Sunday school class, yeah. So our Sunday school class is really kind of interesting. Um, and uh, it's a great Sunday school. They're, they're, they're awesome people. But one of the things that just drives me crazy is, you know, we'll have, we'll open the Sunday school class with coffee and small talk, and then, and then we'll have uh, a prayer time, or I guess it's chair and prayer request or something, I don't know. And, um, and so we'll start, so what do we need to pray about this week, what do we need to be concerned about this week, blah, 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 and so folks will start, you know, um, um, uh, um, Rachel's sister's best friend uh, fell and broke her hip. And she's in the hospital. We need to pray for her. And uh, Joe's son lost his job. Or uh, Martha's kids are traveling this week, and we really need to to uh, remember them. Now it's getting like kind of cold in here. And um, 
Yeah, you know, it's those kind of things. So, so we have this whole list of like cancer, uh, Miss Trudy's toes rotting off, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, and and then and so then what do you do? So we got this big list of disease and illness and uh, all kinds of stuff, and then and then so some, they'll say, okay. Uh, you know, pray. Let's pray. Someone pray for us. So, so then we all bow our heads, and someone starts praying. Please pray for Trudy's toe that it wouldn't stink, and uh, all that kind of stuff, right? And and um, and, and listen, uh, there is not, there's absolutely. I, I, I want you to hear me clearly. It, there's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with praying for those things. But there are times when I'm sitting in that class, and, and I love them dearly. And I just think, is, is that it? Out of, out of all the things going on in the world, except, you know, we're, we, we might pray that, uh, well, I won't tell you what, some, sometimes someone can pray, but we might pray about some things, you know, in a bigger context like protect our country or let, let Republicans get, uh, you know, voted in or something. But, um, but that's, that's what we pray for. And I just think, is, am I, is that it? That's the most we can imagine, that Miss Trudy's diabetic toe would get healed. You know? And that, it's important. It's important. But I just, I, it just seems so small, you know? But but we're not, we're not a whole lot different, right? It, it, and I know some of it is just you got to know people better and you got to be involved in people's lives. But if we were to turn around right now, if I said, okay, I'll, you know, get in groups of four and let's let's share prayer requests, let's share with people what's really going on in our lives, and and, and pray for each other, most of the stuff would be what? Yeah, I got a test coming up next Wednesday. You know, I'm look, and, and that's not terrible. But I know, you know, there are people in this room who, who are struggling with addictions, you know, to alcohol or pornography or to boyfriends or girlfriends, you know. There, there are people in this room who are struggling uh, with depression. There are people in this room who feel like no one knows them or cares about them. There are people in this room who feel, feel like they're alone in the world. There are people in this room who are wondering how they're going to eat the rest of the, the semester because they just spent all the money they earned, you know, to, to pay their way through school. There are people in this room who uh, don't believe God exists because of the way they were treated by Christians their whole life. There are people in this room who every day struggle with things like uh, abuse in their past. And, and I understand, you know, in, in a group of folks that you're just getting to know, you, 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 it's hard to say, oh, you know what? I thought about killing myself last night. But at the same time, you know, for, for, for lots of us, myself included, most of the time I can't think or I don't think past my own 
comfort or, or my own happiness. As if that's the ultimate thing in the world, that my life would go well. And, and it's a problem, I think, for those of us who are Christ followers. Because, because what does Paul say? You know? Paul, Paul says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. I mean, think about that. Immeasurably more. You can't even measure how much more than all we can ask or imagine. It, it was inter- it's interesting to me, you know, we think about, um, we think about our lives in terms of making things go well and things going smooth and not having problems and no one gets sick and, and I have enough of what I need and my dreams are coming true. And, I, and, and we think, oh, that's blessed. You know, that's a blessed life. Give me a blessed life, Lord. But, but, when you, but you, you know, you start looking at Scripture, at people in Scripture who are blessed. And, and, and their lives don't necessarily look that way. Uh, there, we had a, a great sermon over, over break about Mary. We were talk, uh, Ron was at church was talking about Mary and, and how Mary was blessed, right? She was favored by the Lord. But, but what did that mean for her? It meant she's a 15-year-old, 17-year-old, pregnant, uh, you know, without a father, it meant ridicule and scorn and all those, and, and that's what, that's what the scripture says is blessed. Not that I have a truck and a car and I got a great job and, and a girl on my arm or a guy on my arm and, and you know. You know, it, it, it's, uh, Again, I, I, I want you, I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. The, the, Jesus is clear. The scripture is clear that God is our father. He's a father who delights in our delighting, I believe. He knows, the scripture says, Jesus said, he knows how to give good gifts to his children. And, and he cares about the littlest things. I'm not saying he doesn't care about the little, littlest things, but in light of what the scripture does say about what God is capable of doing, you know, that, 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 uh, that he's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Getting a truck seems sometimes just seems so small, doesn't it? So I wonder, I wonder if we really, really believe. When's the last time you dared to ask God to make himself known to a friend who doesn't know him? Or to save a family member or a group of people or an entire country? When's the last time that we prayed for our friends who are addicted to whatever it is to be set free from addiction? When's the last time that we prayed to see something like racial reconciliation happen in, in front of our eyes? 
or justice to roll down like waters. Or for food to be multiplied, particularly in places where there isn't enough to go around. When's the last time we prayed for God to provide? Maybe something as simple as an enormous amount of money to be able to go on a mission trip, participate in what God's doing in the world. When's the last time, those of you who, who, who are followers of Jesus, when's the last time you dared to say, okay, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, my life is yours, my future is yours, you lead, I'll follow, wherever it goes, it doesn't matter. C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, and I'm almost done. C.S. Lewis in The Way to Glory, which is a great book uh, with essays from C.S. Lewis. He says this. He says, indeed, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, the story of Jesus, it would seem that our Lord must find our desires, the things we want, Uh, and and seem to care most about, our desires not too strong, but in fact too weak. He says, we are indeed half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and our ambition, our life dreams, when infinite joy has been offered to us. We're like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum, because we can't imagine what's meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are, he says, too easily pleased. One of the things I've been thinking about over break is how much I settle for comfort. As long as as things are comfortable, then I think everything's great, you know? Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. You know, last semester, if you were around, we spent the semester talking about the story of Scripture and particularly the gospel, what God has done for us to free us, to give us new life. We talked about that we're his children, and if, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Everything's new. Uh, you know, we're sons and daughters of God, we're brothers and sisters of Jesus, and uh, our Father, according to Scripture, our Father is the one who created the heavens and the earth by speaking things into existence. He's the one who, who uh, created stars and, and put them up in the sky, and according to, to uh, Isaiah, knows every one of them by name. He created the, the earth, and he, and he created you and I. He created humanity by forming us out of dust and breathing the breath of life into our nostrils. He's the one who came up with things like giraffes and platypi. Is it platypuses? That just sounds weird. Right? He's the God that, that according to Paul, 
on the third day raised Christ from the dead. He is able, Paul says, to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Think about that. Do we really, really believe it? Paul's Paul's prayer here for the Ephesians is that they would be filled with God and understand what this uh, what what is theirs as His children, and, and that being filled with God and and having this understanding, it would give them a faith to believe that, that the God that they're in a relationship with, the God who lives in them through His Spirit is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. I think Paul wrote those words, not only because he was a good Jewish boy, and he knew all the stories, but because he experienced it himself. Paul's God was huge. And because Paul trusted him, Paul's life was amazingly big. You know? It was beyond anything that I think Paul ever imagined or ever dreamed for himself. After Paul, the apostle, after Saul, uh, met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Nothing was ever the same. It completely changed everything for him. And he went, he went from a self-centered, you know, local yokel to, to being the guy that went across the world spreading the gospel of the kingdom. We, we probably, on some level, are, those of you who are Christians are here because Paul's God was bigger than anything he could imagine ever doing. And, he, and when he was called, he said, okay, I'll do it. I'll go. So I'm wondering, is that our God? Is that your God? Is it the God that I say I believe in? How big, how big is your God? I want to invite you this semester um, to just chew on that question. Chew on the question. I want to invite you to explore the scriptures. You know, take time to read some of the stories. If you don't know the stories, ask someone to help you. Put you in a place to begin to see this God who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. But even more than that, and this is particularly for those of you who are believers, I I want you to uh, dream dreams and see visions. I want to encourage you to think outside the box. Take what you can imagine for your life, right? And and and. And go beyond it. If that's what you can imagine for your life, doing the things that you do to make your life go, to make your life work, take take that 
and, and, and understand that God can go so much farther beyond us. He can take you places and do things in your life that you can't even imagine. He can do th- things through your life that you can't even dream of right now. If you really believe him and say okay. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for these words from Paul. Thank you for this group of people that are uh, gathered in this place. And, and Father, um, you know, I, I'm just dreaming now. If even half of us uh, were to say, okay, what could happen? I pray, Lord, that, um, that you will be speaking past this evening, that you won't let us uh, rest, um, that you won't let us just settle into another semester of life as we expect it to be, working our work and doing our thing and trying to make things work out and whatever it is. But I pray, Father, that you'll unsettle us by your spirit. I I pray that you won't let us rest with easy and okay and the same old, same old, but you'll push us, you'll move us, you'll hound us into the dreams that you have for us as your people. Lord, I pray um, for those folks in our midst who are still on the journey to believing or who are still struggling with real doubts and real fears. And and God, I pray that through your spirit, you'll make yourself known in new and dynamic ways to all of us, really. And I pray this, Lord, that, um, that we might know the truth and the truth might set us free. In Jesus' name, amen.